Namaste and welcome back to another episode of The Sapient. Today we have yet another author. Welcome, Eric. Hey, Ganesh. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing great. Yes. So, like, how is life? Just on how is life? Basis? Life's doing. Uh, life's doing pretty good right now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's a uh, it's a nice, beautiful day. Uh, weather's good. Um, you know the uh, there's some good energy in the in the in the air. Uh, I'm feeling feeling pretty good. Feeling feeling pretty uh, excited about life. Uh, excited to move forward and do good things in the world. How are you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm doing awesome. Um, you know, like this is a question that I ask almost all of the creative people, like painters, authors, and every single time, you know, they talk about their life being awesome. You yeah. know, because um, I when I talk to less creative people and I ask, how is your day? They're like, you know, like I just got off the work and, you know, I'm feeling tired and all these things. Mm. But when I talk to an author and they're like, you know what, life is good. And that's kind of like true signature of an author. Yeah, uh, you know, that's a, that's an interesting insight. Uh, you know, I think uh, it's probably the the more creative of the ventures uh there's more independence there so you're able to have a little more fluidity in uh how you express yourself uh via throughout the day um so you know there's a there's a lot more freedom and flexibility and it's uh not you know as somebody who is creative and doesn't like being boxed in very very much uh being able to take that independence and that flexibility and and uh doing whatever i want whenever i want you know with that kind of a a mindset uh really helps me feel good about myself um as opposed to if i were like you know working a real job Mm -hmm. doing uh doing you know the kinds of labor that uh doesn't feel good feels boxed in but having that having that fluid you know Mm -hmm. flexibility thing where i can just kind of go where i want and do what i want when i want that's uh, very, very freeing, very fulfilling. So that's a great day. Yes. See, that's what I mean. Because when I meet authors, they sound all poetic. And I think that's that comes from just reflecting on life as just people. Um, because, you know, I, I know that you're into meditation and you know, yoga and everything. I'm not trying to put you into a box of author. Um, but you know, like, so what, like, what, what's your process of writing? You know, once you decide, okay, I wanted to write this particular book, how did you start? Uh, so this, this particular book, this, uh, book on meditation, um, I, I had basically done a lot of, uh, internet writing, blog writing, things, things of that nature. Uh, and more or less what this book was, was a culmination of a lot of those kinds of articles that I had written previously. Um, I just kind of repurposed them, re-edited them, compiled them all together. Um, I have a pretty long history of, of meditation, exploring various meditation traditions, uh, you know, traveling around the world, working with different teachers, different, uh, techniques and, and practices. So I, uh, just kind of put all that together into a, into a, 
you know, cohesive resource that, uh, I felt like it was a good, it was a good thing that I could be able to do. Um, you know, something that I know a lot about and something that I felt like is a good, is a good, uh, a good, um, culmination of a lot of the work that I've been trying to put in, uh, in, in not only necessarily my writing life, but, but more or less my, my general life altogether. Uh, the, the process of writing itself doesn't seem to be so structured, uh, necessarily. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of something that I do that I just feels, it feels like, a you know, a, the depth of my soul is crying out for expression. So I, I feel like I need to, you know, get that out somehow. So I, I don't know if it's cathartic necessarily as, as it is some kind of a, just an innate need to, to be writing uh and mm -hmm. creating uh so that's that's kind of how that process came about mm -hmm. just because you mentioned i'm just asking you this what, what is your answer to those people who say soul does not exist the soul doesn't exist oh oh interesting so there there are two different ways to take this question um the soul as in <clears throat> so there are two ways that I would answer this. The the first is with the the, the Buddhist way to answer it, um, in which that there is a the the concept is that there's an indestructible soul um, that is you know a permanent sense of self or um, you know something that is is inherent in your existence. Uh, to which, if if you do any kind of Buddhist meditation you know, after a long period of time and you don't, you're exploring all of these, these facets of your mind and facets of your existence. And then you come to the realization that there is no permanent indestructible sense of self. It's all just kind of an illusion. Then the other way that I would answer that is, uh, within the context of the psyche, meaning the, the, culmination of who you are as a person, all the memories, all the thoughts, all the experiences, all the reactions to sensations that you have, the various, um, you know, experiences that make up who you are as a person, i.e. your psyche, um, that we could, we could call that the soul. So mm -hmm. is, is that uh, permanent necessarily? I would say no, I would say that that's all conditioned responses to external stimuli, whatever those stimuli are, um, you know, whatever those senses are that has uh, uh, created this sense of self, that's clearly there. I mean, nobody can deny that that's there, but is it is it permanent? Is there a thing that is going to exist beyond you on Earth after, when you die? Is that thing going to continue on and i i would say it's unlikely uh, mm -hmm. obviously i don't know i'm not dead so mm -hmm. i can't really speak educatedly on that but i mm -hmm. would say in examining that question you know within the context of buddhist meditation or just meditation in general i think it's unlikely that that something like that that's that's permanent um is an indestructible and is like a core thing it's like a thing, a one thing that we can say, this is the thing that makes up Eric or Ganesh. This is the thing. Um, mm -hmm. As opposed to there's a culmination of a lot of different things that are kind of working together 
to to create this sense of self, whether or not that sense is true or real or not. Um, but clearly that sense of self, that soul, that psyche is there. Clearly mm -hmm. there's a psyche, you know, clearly yes. we have mm -hmm. things in our minds and our sense of personality and our sense of ego. Clearly that's there. So is it, is it real? Yes, it's real. Is it uh, indestructible? I would, I would say no. Mm -hmm. Got it. And um, I talked to someone um, who is like a little bit into spirituality and I'm just going to like tell you what he said or she said and you let me know mm -hmm. whether that's correct or not. They said that when you, you are thinking about something very deeply and there is that one second of thought that, you know what, like this thought process, this is not me. Hmm. You know, that innate like sense that says this two plus two, four that you're putting together, it's not you. It's, it's a part of you. And the voice that says that this two plus two, four logic is, you know, part of your, you know, like brain or whatever you want to call it as, right? Um, that voice is soul. What do you think about it? So is that, is that like saying that there's there's some kind of a, a knowledge that's deeper than just the, the thought processes? Yeah, it's like, um, uh, how can I put it? Okay, it's like, you know, like you look at yourself in a mirror and you recognize this is a person, um, mm -hmm. but you're not able to recognize all the nerve system, nervous system and, you know, like the bone right. structures right away from the mirror. Right. It's like that. So I, I would say that that's um, similar to what I was explaining before in that there's there are certain aspects of the psyche that are not conscious necessarily, that are still, you know, being, um, coming into existence out of conditioned phenomena. So out of, you know, we're seeing a thing, but maybe we're not consciously processing that thing, but it's still part of the subconscious is still part of the psyche. Um, I think that's a fairly well studied, well documented experience in uh, human psychology that mm -hmm. we can take in uh, subconscious, uh, senses, uh, senses, experiences from our senses into our subconscious, um, and still process them, still act in accordance with them. Um, you know, as, as for instance, two plus two equals four, you had to learn that at some point, like you didn't just know that you had mm -hmm. to take in some kind of a conditioned experience to be like, okay, now I know that. And so now when you think two plus two, you go, okay, that's four, but you think it's four because you're so habituated to, to thinking in that way. Now, again, I think I agree that that's part of the soul as, as the psyche. Um, but is, is it something, you know, grandiose, you know, something that comes from the stars that's telling you that, that this is the experience that you should be having. I think that's unlikely, um, you know, within the context of, um, what you were saying, if, if you're, you know, there's something that you intuitively feel to be correct, um, that's not part of you or that you can't think about. Um, I would argue again, that that's just part of the psyche. That's how the psyche functions. Um, that's how your subconscious functions. Now I, I, I agree that there are spiritual components to that. Um, I agree that there, 
you know, you can exist in accordance with a certain kind of um, spiritual resonance where you can you can feel a, a certain way about how to how to go about your life in the way that feels most correct to you uh in a way that that feels the least limiting the most um the most fulfilling um but again i would say that that's all part of how you've been developing like that's mm -hmm. that's your mind that's your that's your that's your mind body function that's how mm -hmm. it has happened since you were born and so you're just taking in all this external stimuli processing it with your senses and that's culminating into a a sense of self and that mm -hmm. sense of self we could call the soul or the, or the psyche um but is that sense of self coming from somewhere else or is that sense of self just from your conditioned experiences that you're taking mm -hmm. into both your your conscious and your subconscious i would mm -hmm. say it's the latter i would say it's it's not necessarily uh something out in the stars that's that's coming into our body i would say it's just you know nature how mm -hmm. how the mind functions got it and what got you into this spiritual journey of you know i want to meditate and you know like this positive life set um so i was uh i was uh studying to be a scientist for a while mm -hmm. um i was going to school uh studying earth science atmospheric science mm -hmm. and i i realized that uh i was pretty miserable Mm -hmm. I wasn't, uh, wasn't happy. Wasn't, wasn't excited about life. I was mm -hmm. waking up pretty depressed, uh, every day, you know, lots of anxiety, had sleep issues. Uh, I mean, just, just issues, physical issues, mm -hmm. lots of problems, just so many problems. Um, and I don't know, there was some random intuition that I had to say, Hey, you need to start meditating. And I didn't know what meditation was. I didn't, I just like maybe heard the word a couple times, but I didn't really understand what that meant. I had no real, like, you know, I mean, I was living in upstate New York. There's no like Buddhist monasteries. I can go in upstate New York to, to mm -hmm. learn meditation or anything. So I, I just kind of, uh, you know, looked on YouTube. I looked on the internet. I looked like what is meditation how do you do it you know what what are all these these things that that we can uh you know how wh like what what does meditation do even like i didn't know that i didn't know i had no conception of what it was but i mm -hmm. once i started to like get into the practice i really got into the practice and i i really like dove pretty pretty deep into buddhist philosophy and uh you know uh meditation techniques um i i kind of ran the gamut of uh spiritual philosophies and just tr just tried to really get a get a sense of my intuition what what this this intuition within me was trying to say mm -hmm. um which you know at the time was trying to say hey you shouldn't be in school studying science that's stupid you should mm -hmm. be like doing the things that you want to do. And you know what those things are. You know, I, I was a very creative uh, individual, still am. I consider myself to be creative. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I wanted to write. I wanted to make music. I wanted to explore and travel. And so I just decided, okay, I'm going to do that. And uh, mm -hmm. when I started to, to actually listen to my, my intuition and my, 
my sense of my sense of uh you know the the things that i like to do mm-hmm. um you know that's when a lot of these these physical problems these mental problems started to alleviate now also there was you know plenty of uh I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm, you know, the happiest person on, on earth. That's mm-hmm. uh, certainly not true. But, uh, you know, being being able to overcome the limitations that you're setting for yourself mm-hmm. um, is, a, is a truly profound thing. I mean, I, the, the limitations that I was uh, facing were things that I had done to myself mm-hmm. and being able to just be like, Hey, that's, that's not acceptable. Like I can do better than that. Like, why, why am I doing things that other people want me to do? Why can't I do the things that I want to do? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was kind of where that impetus, uh, came from. So that that's more or less what started me on this, this kind of meditation, spiritual journey is that coming to a realization of why, why would I, why would I be living somebody else's life when I could be living my own life and I'm mm-hmm. not living my own life? So why don't I just try living my own life and see where that takes me? Mm-hmm. And, uh, here we are. So since you made that switch, like did your definition of what success looks like teen has changed? What success looks like? Yeah. Um, Success, I, I don't know about success. Uh, I think success has, to me, success has like um, societal implications. You know, mm-hmm. you, have, you have a certain marker uh, within society that says you've hit some kind of a benchmark. Um, success on a personal level, I would certainly say there's, there's fulfillment and there's... Um, you know, satisfaction, Mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, in, in a, in a personal sense has certainly felt successful. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, I wouldn't say necessarily that the definition of, of either of those things changed necessarily. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. So, since how many years have been practicing meditation and you know just learning it um it would be about i'd say about 13 to 15 years or so give or take Mm -hmm. so you have Um, just started now uh uh i've yeah yeah i mean more or less (laughs) yeah just started yesterday Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 something like that. I mean, we're all beginners and everything. I mean, yes. we don't. Nobody really knows what's going on anyway, so <laughs> we're all we're all just starting something. Yeah, and like because you have mentioned that you work with other other people too in the same um, in a field. So how does that work? Because I think like people have this because I'm from India. I know it's like stereotypical. <laughs> mm. Stereotypical here. It's like. Yeah, yoga and meditation you know like you don't do that kind of question and i <clears throat> because you know i come from a very traditional family i understand um, meditation and all these things and i see often this kind of enthusiasm and joy when people talk about meditation at the start and they don't realize that it's a very boring thing right like, 
there is no there is no sort of enjoyment in it in for like for a very long time you know you um so how yeah. do you like adjust that like if a person came to you and said you know what i want to mm-hmm. meditate today i want to feel happy like how do you adjust their expectations knowing that it, it in start it's going to suck yeah that's a very important thing to note um meditation is supposed to be i mean it's 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 difficult it's a it's a you're trying to calm the natural chaos of the mind which is not a thing that's easy to do um and a lot of people stop meditating because it's too hard and they think that they're just doing it wrong but they're you know they're not doing it wrong they're doing it right it's supposed to be hard you're supposed to be able to overcome the challenge of you know stilling the mind uh but yeah it's it's not easy and a lot of people are are you know and I, i'm sure people are going to listen to this and they're going to be like oh wow he sounds so happy and great meditation mm-hmm. great but like yeah it sucks i mean it's it sucks to sit there and like you know really really like try to you know overcome all these these physical and emotional pains that that mm-hmm. have either uh been impressed upon the the subconscious mind or have been, you know, some kind of emotional pain that's stored in the body or something, you know, things that things that come up during meditation are vast and varied. And it's, it's, it's basically you're, you're walking into the unknown every time you go to meditate, because it it's, you're just, your mind is such a chaotic, frenetic, um, you know, vast and unknown world. And anytime you go into the unknown, you have to essentially do battle. Um, Now, of course, you know, you you can come into different points within the the journey where you're able to go to a deeper level and you're able to find a a more baseline level of calmness or happiness or joy or something like that. Or, Or maybe you have a realization about the nature of your mind. And you're able to be like, okay, well, the mind is always doing this, so maybe I should behave like this. And then you're you're able to like implement changes into your life. You know, meditation is not. I know meditation people. I mean, there's 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 apps out there that are like, oh yeah, calm your mind in five minutes or whatever. And like, you know, I mean, that's it's there are there are ways to meditate where you can have that as a goal you can have you know find calmness in you know in the next two minutes or something like that Mm -hmm. you know there are there are different techniques with different aims and different purposes Mm -hmm. um but if you're if you're trying to to build a, a a foundation of like deep inner peace you have to go deep and you have to like dig into all that muck and that mud and that 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 just all that stuff that has never been examined within not only your mind but like the nature of reality you have Mm -hmm. to to go deep into this this sense of what life is and that's not uh, an an inherently pleasurable pursuit Mm -hmm. that's that's going to suck it's you're going to face challenges because that's how you grow you Mm -hmm. grow by facing you know, a, a, a champion isn't made because, you know, a hero isn't made because they've, they've, um, they've sidestepped obstacles. 
they're made because they face obstacles. They face mm-hmm. obstacles and they, they're constantly beating their head against a wall until they ultimately overcome the obstacle. And then we go, okay, that's our hero, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. the person, that's the champion. That's the one who yeah. won. And it's, uh, but like, we all want to associate with the champion or the, that happiness, that fulfillment, but like, we don't want to, we don't want to be like, wait a minute, but that journey to get there was filled with all these obstacles, filled with all these hurdles, filled with all these brick walls and limitations and, uh, you know, various kinds of suffering. And, and that's not, that's not something we like to think about, but that's the reality. That's what you have to do in order to get Mm -hmm. to this, to this other, this other sense of satisfaction, this other place of fulfillment. Mm -hmm. So do you think like this certifications on meditation and I say like, big air quote certifications um you know on <laughs> clearing um I, do, I i'm trying to not smile like you know like levels of med, uh, uh, meditation certificates uh, like what like what value do you think that certificate holds hmm. um generally speaking i tend to think that having a piece of paper that says you're skilled at the thing that you're saying you're skilled at is not necessarily the uh the marker of six the the marker of skill that you think it is um generally speaking you know i've i i can't tell you how many meditation teachers and instructors i've met that don't know anything about meditation they they learned one technique they get a certificate and then they they don't they don't practice that technique they they you know they 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 don't like know how to elucidate around problems around that technique or they don't understand the the um the uh the the function of that technique within the context of a, a meditative field you know it doesn't it it's it's don't get me wrong you know having having a, a teacher teach you the thing that you want to learn is a very valuable thing so if you're trying to if there's some certificate program that you know you resonate with the teacher you resonate with the technique uh that's a valuable thing to have uh but like is it is it necessary no i don't think it's necessary is it going to give you uh credibility in the meditation field it might you know people might look at that and go oh wow i like that he has a piece of paper that says he knows how to meditate um but you know is it is it actually a thing Mm -hmm. i i mean i think you can learn the techniques and you can perfect the technique well not perfect but there's you know you can certainly become a much better meditator just by practicing the technique you can certainly Mm -hmm teach meditation just by talking with people um, Mm -hmm. who are having troubles with that technique that you are skilled at Mm -hmm. Um, if you just you know you you're able to I mean that's what a certificate program is is you're doing the research so if you're able to do that research on your own then there's no the only necessity would be in a societal sense of of somebody needs to see this piece of paper that says you know you know how to meditate but mm-hmm. you know is it is it essential i i i 
would say no. Is it essential mm-hmm. to learn how to meditate? Is it essential to be a skilled meditator or a skilled meditation teacher? I would absolutely say no. Mm-hmm. The reason I ask you is that meditation is so spiritual and not materialistic that I often wonder, like, how does the teacher evaluate? How does like, that, how, how do the uh, teachers evaluate the students? Yeah, it's like they teach you a new technique. Like, how do they know that it's working? Like, I mean, like, they can ask you questions to understand um, whether you are really getting into it. But, it, you know, like, human brain is so different from one to another that I wonder, like, how do they evaluate? You know, like, do you have any knowledge of that? Yeah, it's it's not. It, they don't evaluate well necessarily mm-hmm. like it's here's the technique i'm going to teach you the technique i'm going to teach you whatever whatever it is that i know about the technique mm-hmm. and then as long as you sat here and paid money for my course i'll mm-hmm. give you the piece of paper that says you sat here and paid money for my course um but like there's you know it's as you said it's a very intuitive process and it's it's like you can't go into my mind and tell me what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I can come to you and say, Hey, I'm having X issue with, you know, with Y, but like, you know, there's, there's no, there's no, uh, way to, to jump into my mind and see what I'm actually doing. Now that said, there's also, you know, within the context of meditation, teaching certifications, um, there are ways of teaching, ways of teaching how to be a teacher that are, you know, fairly well documented. You can, you know, if somebody's experiencing this problem, you can lead them in this direction. Or if somebody is saying, Hey, you know, I, I, um, you know, when I, when I meditate, I experience X and then you go, okay, well, that's a good thing. You know, you can blah, 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 blah. So there, there are different ways of relating with people um in the in the context of teaching mm-hmm. but within the context of like how to actually meditate that's a that's a much different much different thing mm-hmm. because in india it's now like i don't know fab whatever you want to call it as a trend mm-hmm. that a lot of foreigners come in and they go to these certifications that has like 13 levels and they go american and they come back like half Indian or whatever they are, <laughs> they become these weird creatures. Yeah. And, um, you know, because me and, you know, like, because I, it's very hard to explain to other people. Like I have grown around these things, you know, like I have seen people, my own grandfather, you know, like, you know, in my whole own family, you know, people doing yoga and meditation. And it's so like, like so common that we don't even like pay attention to that. Mm-hmm anymore it's like it, it is so inherent like you know i was taught meditation when i was like what three to four year old mm-hmm. like just just barely enough to understand words kind of thing right and you know because all i was i still remember what i was taught i was just taught you know what go sit and just close your eyes mm-hmm. like that was my first teaching like nothing else you know mm-hmm. like don't uh, uh push away thoughts and that is nothing it was just go sit somewhere and just just close your eyes and just shut up, you know, and just observe what happens. And um, 
and and i see people paying like you know like thousands of dollars to learn meditation and they're not essentially in for it to how do i put it like to practice it mm, yeah but to just rather like you know i know this particular thing right um it's like investing in a firearm license um when right. <laughs> when someone is a pacifist kind of thing um you know they because they're not really um looking for um necessarily peace they're just there to you know like because the society is doing it i want to do it too right so yeah. how do you like combat these things because these are like you know i i, I feel like you know, these are the things that you 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 in your whole you know daily life you should be you would be getting into these things so how do you deal with it um the, the you know i used to get i used to get annoyed by it um i don't get annoyed by it anymore i don't i honestly don't care um you know mm. if people if people are going to do to people are going to do whatever they they're going to do and mm. it's it's like the more i stress about it the more i worry about it you know mm-hmm. i'm just i'm just hurting myself like i i shouldn't i shouldn't care that much i don't care mm-hmm. that much you know if you want to do that if that's if that's you know you do you that's that's your thing you want to do it that's great um again if 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 you know you, you're really into meditation you really want to learn more about the techniques or you really like resonate with the teacher or something you know going and taking a course with them is not a bad thing to do that's that's a, mm-hmm. that's a, yes. i think that's a great thing to do yeah um if if the goal is to be like i want to learn meditation and i want to have a, a certificate that says i know how to meditate then like well what's what's the important part is the important part the certificate or is the important part learning how to meditate learning yeah exactly so so you know th- that's a that's a kind of a personal thing that somebody would have to go through now I, I'm not gonna not judge you if <laughs> if you if you go and you know get a certificate in meditation and then I you know I try and talk to you about meditation and you're like I don't know I don't know what I'm, I don't know so like yeah I mean I'll I'll certainly judge you but like at the end of the day I don't care you know if that's yeah. what you want to do if that's what you want to spend your money on that's fine mm-hmm. um, I have better uses of my money uh, I have better uses of my time. So I'm, you know, I'm just kind of going to focus on me. And luckily, you know, for me, I, 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 I feel that in my, in my life as a meditation uh, teacher, as a, as a practitioner, you know, there aren't, there aren't enough um, missed opportunities for me Mm -hmm. of not having a certificate that says I know how to meditate. Um, there, There have been some, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been, I have been turned down for like meditation jobs before because I don't have, <laughs> you know, some, I, people have asked me for like a yoga certificate for a meditation <laughs> teaching, which is, is bonkers, bonkers mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. But like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well that wasn't the right opportunity for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find the, the opportunities that make mm-hmm. sense for me in my practice, in my, in my life. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just kind of going to ignore the rest mm-hmm. of it. Like it, it doesn't, it, it's it, at some point it was bothering me, but I've, I've let it go. That that's mm-hmm. no longer a, much of a concern, but I, I would assume it's, it's different in India where, you know, you, mm-hmm. you're, you're facing that all the time, <laughs> yes. you know, the foreigners that come in and, and are, yeah. And know. they go into these fancy ashrams. 
Mm. Um, that is not even an ashram. It's just like a freaking Hollywood set. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, right. you know, they spend so much time on <clears throat> learning bullshit things. Yeah. I'm sorry to say, but just bullshit things that, um, you know, like people locally would not understand. Um, because, you know, I, I, I really saw this whole transition into yoga mats. Mm. and you know just talking about yoga like i i i because i'm just 26 now but i saw this whole transition into yoga mats um because when we were kids we were like you know just take a cotton shawl just put it up put it on the ground mm-hmm. and before that it was just like you know why do you need anything just do it on the ground and then you know the layers started to add up and the yoga mats started to become thick and thick and thick right. and at a certain point you had to ask yourself like what does it do apart from, you know, like maybe comforting you in some positions, but it's probably leading to you doing bad postures mm. because it is so soft. It's almost like your bed. And mm. one of my friends said that it's better to do yoga on your bed instead of that yoga mat because, you know, at least your bed is comfortable. <laughs> right. Right. So it's like, you know, like these unnecessary things that, um, which is, um, I have seen, you know, like masters teach. I'm sorry, it's just like kind of long kind of monologue, but I've seen masters on YouTube teach um, meditations with incenses and candles and you know dark mm. rooms and all these things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, like that might work, but it might work for you. Mm. I mean, if someone truly believes in ghosts, you know, they'll right. be terrified of sitting in dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's exactly. that simple, and um, you know, like. Because when I, I have a lot of foreign friends and when I talk to them about, you don't need all this fancy stuff. Um, because I have um, a friend from America and uh, you know she said that um, their like meditation teacher asked them to subscribe to a particular YouTube channel that costs like $2.50 $2. for mm. meditation music. And I'm like, wow. you truly don't need that. No, you definitely don't need that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, why are the... Of course, you know that that particular teacher might be making some money on the YouTube, but you're just screwing over the student, um, you know, and and the poor student doesn't even understand, and they're like, okay, I need I need this and this and this, like X Y Z to do meditation. Right. Yeah. The um, there's a lot of a lot of the way that meditation is taught nowadays is as a commodity. Uh, there there are whole industries built around how to make money with meditation, you know, and a lot of this, this harkens to the health industry, the health and wellness industry, which is a, you know, in terms of marketing, that's like, that's one of the big industries you should go into yes. if you're a marketer. Follow um, markets. Exactly. So, you know, there's, there's this whole thing like, oh, if you want to do X right, you got to get Y which yes. is just marketing. That's, that's all mm-hmm. it is. And, you know, if you want to do meditation, right, you just need your mind. That's, that's the benefit of meditation is that you don't have to have anything else. You, you just, you you've got your mind. That's it. That's all you need. Um, so I mean, but, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of like this kind of, uh, commodification of meditation of yoga, especially, mm-hmm. um, where where it's like okay if you want to do it right 
you're going to have to buy my product or you're going to have yeah. to buy this, this thing that I'm going to get an affiliate commission for, uh, when I, when you buy it. Um, and you know, to, to some degree there's, there's legitimacy around how a meditation teacher or any kind of teacher in mm -hmm. general, um, you know, makes a living doing the things that they do. Um, but like to, to, to use the, the cudgel of meditation mm -hmm. of, of, uh, doing a correct kind of meditation to use that in a, in a way that, you know, is deceptive, um, mm -hmm. to just further the meditation teachers, uh, ability to continue teaching meditation. I think that's, you know, I think that's, that's certainly not what I would do. Mm -hmm. Um, that's certainly not how I like to teach meditation or, or espouse the, um, benefits of meditation, but there's plenty of it in this, in this, uh, mm -hmm. in this world that we live in. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, I mean, um, you know, like in India, there are spots which are called as meditation zones. And uh, um, they charge good amount of money to go take you there. Um, what's a what's a meditation zone? It's like spiritual places uh -huh. on top of mountains, um, caves. Um, I mean, there are some caves which have scientific benefits, but where the, the, they are going, um, it's just meditation tourism kind of term. Oh yeah, yeah. Where it's just if you sit here, you know, like the vibe is good, you know, like you're able to meditate <laughs> right. quickly and all these things. Right. Yeah. And it's not even like Himalayas or something that's magnificent. Yeah. It's just a random mountain. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that, yeah, that, like, that, that does seem a little, a little silly. Yeah. It, it, it has blown so much out of proportion that, um, just imagine you had to write a book about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, well, it's, it's not wrong. Yeah, because if 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 people just go to you and ask, you know, what are like I need to start meditate, what do I do, right? Like that's a simple question. But I bet people, you know, those people whom uh, who know that you do this, I bet even those people just will just go to Google and just search how to meditate. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah then yeah. asking For a sure. person, and For I'm sure. like, what are you doing, dude? Like that's not what would you do if you wanted to learn an instrument. Right. Right. Yeah. There's, um, you know, med meditation is interesting because it's so personal. Like the mind is so personal. There's nothing more personal than that. So mm -hmm. in, in, in seeking out, um, any kind of assistance with meditation, it's a, it's a very vulnerable act. You have to, you have to really put yourself out there and you have to be like, Hey, you know, my life isn't as great as I'm trying to portray it. Um, you know, with, with the mask that I wear, the societal mask that I'm wearing. Um, you know, I really do want to build more peace in my life, bring more, bring more clarity into my mind. Um, you know, that's a, that's a very, um, very vulnerable place to be. And it's mm -hmm. a very, it's a very scary thing to be able to reach out, uh, and seek that kind of assistance. Mm -hmm. Um, and, Unfortunately, what happens is people will go into Google and then they'll 
they'll hit some sponsored ad that's like, oh, you're going to meditate great if you if you buy this salt lamp or whatever, you know, or this this yeah. here's this essential oil that's going to make you meditate better. And it's like, yeah. but, that, but that's not that's not the thing. The thing is mm -hmm. the, the meditation. The thing is learning how to meditate and then practicing it and then staying yeah. consistent with it. That's all you got to do. I mean, that's that's it. That's it. Just learn the technique, practice it and stay consistent. And that's it, you know, yes. and then there are many, many, many techniques that you can learn. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just just an infinite number of techniques that you could learn and they all mm -hmm. have their different um, benefits and their different use cases. And it's just a matter of finding one that resonates with you mm -hmm. and then practicing it diligently, being consistent mm -hmm. with it. Um, yes. And there's there's really no there's no trick around it, you know, and mm -hmm. a lot of people when they hit those first walls let's say of meditation when there's like you know usually what happens is people will meditate for five minutes the first time and they'll be like oh my god i am enlightened now this <laughs> is so crazy i am mm -hmm. so happy i'm so calm like my mind is like on a cloud right now <laughs> and then they go and meditate again and they're like well that mm -hmm. wasn't the same experience that i had the first yes. time yeah and then it's like well I, yeah, I mean, of course, it's not the same experience. You're going to have a different mm -hmm. experience every time you do it. Um, yeah. And there's it that that interest compounds over time. Mm -hmm. You know, the more you do it, the more you're going to you're going to hit different layers of the mind and you're going to be able to understand the reality of the mind and how it mm -hmm. how it functions. But like it doesn't mean you're doing it wrong because you're hitting challenges. It means or like you need some extra product to be able to do it better because you know you're you're hitting challenges in your meditation practice mm -hmm. you're supposed to hit challenges in your meditation practice it's supposed to be challenging that's the mm -hmm. point you know it's yeah. it's it's you're you're you know it's like physical exercise for instance yes. going to the gym it's just mental exercise you know mm -hmm. it's g lifting weights is not easy and it doesn't yeah. feel good you mm -hmm. know but it's it over time it will have benefits it will produce the kinds of effects that you want it to have mm -hmm. um but like it's takes patience and dedication and persistence to be mm -hmm. able to to actually affect that kind of change mm -hmm. definitely um because one of my gurus said that you know like meditation is like wrestling with an alligator uh, you know it, it's like wrestling with an alligator for 10 minutes for a 10 second ride mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, you fight with your brain so much, you fight with your body so much, just to find that couple of seconds where you hope um, you find something. So, like, okay, let's say one my listener wants to get into meditation now. So, what's the first step they do? Uh well, the first step is to get my book. Mm -hmm. Um, that's the first step. Mm -hmm. No, uh the 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 second step after you get my book mm -hmm. and read it. Um, the, 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 there's really only three steps. And again, mm -hmm. it's, it's learn the technique, um, practice the technique and then stay consistent and just mm -hmm. do it every day. Set aside, mm -hmm. make sure you're disciplined with it. Um, there's, there, again, there are any number of techniques that you can, mm -hmm. you can do. And in the book that I, uh, am telling everybody to buy right now, um, you know, I, I explain meditation in five different ways. There are five different kinds of meditation. There's mindfulness mm -hmm. meditation. There's 
uh, concentration meditation, there's visualization meditation, there's mm -hmm. contemplation meditation, and then there's transcendent meditation. Mm -hmm. So mindfulness is the one that most people are familiar with. Um, that's what comes from Buddhism. Mm -hmm. um, this was the Buddha's like big uh, realization that he had mm -hmm. when he was trying, you know, all these various uh, ancient Indian Vedic practices. Mm -hmm. um, and he broke away from them and said, you know, none of these are going to lead me to my goal, which is to eradicate suffering. Mm -hmm. So that's where he came up with mindfulness. Um, and there are any number of mindfulness techniques uh, that you can do. The most taught one is mindfulness of breath. So, you know, you, you focus uh, on the breath, the, depending on how you're doing it, uh, the, the in and the out breath, um, some variation of focusing on that. You could focus on the rising and falling of the abdomen. Uh, you can focus on the, the sensation of air passing through your nostrils. Um, you can focus on the, 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 like, if you, if you really get into it, you can focus on the, like, individual moments that go mm -hmm. into breathing um you know the the mindfulness is in essence um coming to a sense of how your mind is taking you away from the present moment mm -hmm. so understanding how that mind is functioning and then seeking to be aware of any sensation that arises so mm -hmm. once you're aware of that sensation that arises you can uh, you can be more aligned with what's happening in front of you mm -hmm. versus re reacting to a sensation. Mm -hmm. So so that's Funny. mindfulness. Um, concentration is so concentration is um, so that would be that would be like you're you're trying to still the mind and focus it on a central point, um, a mm -hmm. central object, and so. The, the, the benefit of that is to be able to have a sense of stability around how mm -hmm. the mind is focusing and how the mind is functioning. Um, so it's a different, it's a slightly different aim than mindfulness, which is to kind of take in whatever sensation is arising and not be swayed by it. Whereas concentration is learning how to focus the mind on a single point. Um, so mm -hmm. that can be, you know, that can be a, a candle flame or that can be you know, uh, you can, you can put a little, you know, Buddha image and focus mm -hmm. on that. You know, it can be, it can be literally anything. You could put a flower in front of you and focus on that. Um, mm -hmm. It's just any time that your, your mind shifts from that object, you just bring it back to the object. It could also be the mm -hmm. breath. A lot of, a lot of um, concentration meditations re revolve around the breath as well. But the, mm -hmm. the focus of, of the breath is, is to, to come to a central point of focus around the breath as opposed to mindfulness, which is um, teaching you to be more aligned with how the mind is trying to take you away from the present moment. So there's mm -hmm. a slightly different aim within, within those two things. Mm -hmm. um, then we have visualization, mm -hmm. which is um, using the imaginative function of the mind. So that's, let's say i i'm going to to uh run a race tomorrow mm -hmm. so i imagine myself running that race and i imagine myself winning that race and i can conjure mm -hmm. those feelings of like 
you know, success and joy and happiness. Um, I, I can use whatever creative function of the mind in order to put my, put myself in essence into a different situation than the situation that I'm currently in. Mm -hmm. Um, and that has all kinds of benefits, you know, for, for whatever reason that you're doing that, um, the main benefit of which is to uh, conjure up a different feeling state that you can use to either focus on or mm-hmm. or um, try to uh, bring into the future. So bring like a mm-hmm. like here's a goal that I'm trying to reach, and so I'm I'm able to to go into the mind and say, okay, this is the the application of the, the creative function of the mind that I want to reach over here. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to have this, this goal in mind. So mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to do what I can to self-motivate myself to, to get to that goal. Mm-hmm. Um, contemplation is a similar, similar kind of a thing, but instead of using, you know, pictures or, or sounds or words, uh, uh, sorry, um, uh, any of the senses, we're going to mm-hmm. use words instead. We're going to use thought processes. Um, mm-hmm. So that would be like, you know, prayer, for instance, like a Christian prayer, that's a mm-hmm. kind of a contemplation or, you know, affirmations, that's a kind of a contemplation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's a, a slightly different, but a similar thing. The, the, the point is to get into a feeling state. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're trying to conjure up a, a, a feeling, mm-hmm. um, you know, what that, whatever that feeling is, it can be an emotion, it can be a, a sense of fulfillment, it can be you know, whatever, whatever you're trying to do within the contemplation, uh, uh, focus, whatever the, mm-hmm. the focus of the contemplation is. Um, and then the, the last, uh, one is transcendent, transcendent meditation. So that's, uh, you know, things like pranayama, mm-hmm. um, or, or Kundalini, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're attempting to change whatever state the mind is in. So the mind is in is in current reality right now, and you're trying to um, bring it into a, a different sense of reality. Mm-hmm. So it's you're having a transcendent experience. You're going outside of this reality, and you're saying, "I'm bringing it into a, a different world right now." So those are the those are the five main uh, methods, uh, five main categories mm-hmm. uh, we can say of meditation. And then within those categories, there are any number of techniques that one can use to. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to, uh, achieve those aims of, mm-hmm. of those meditation techniques. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say there's any one that's better or worse than any of the others. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I would certainly say that mindfulness is like the gold standard of meditation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, certainly with the aims that I like to, I like to, uh, profess, I think that's, the one that is going to have the most dramatic effects. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the one that's going to have the most long lasting effects. Um, I think that's the one that's going to help people lead the best lives, um, the most mm-hmm. successful life, the most, uh, the calmer, more peaceful, more sustainable life, more uh, compassionate. Um, mm-hmm. That's not to say you can't do that with, concentration meditation i mean you you can conceive of <laughs> mm. that but like mindfulness is really in my opinion the gold standard of of, of meditation mm-hmm. got it that was a lot of information and 
I hope people read that in your book um, so that it is far more easily digestible and also they can understand it and they can revisit whenever they want to in the future. Um, so I had one more question. What do you, what do you think about those, uh, you know, like people who say I do dynamic meditation, who say like I'm doing some intricate work and I'm just so fixated on it that, you know, all of my thoughts just go away and I have this kind of clarity for, let's say, tunnel vision for some time mm-hmm. and I'm doing some particular intricate work and that's my form of meditation. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I hear this one a lot, um, and I I don't disagree that it could potentially be a form of meditation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would say that the again, it's it's the goal that you're looking for. What's the goal? Is the goal to achieve some kind of a short term temporary state of peace and calmness? I mean, if that's the goal, then you know, do whatever feels right to you to do. Um, the goal of a meditation practice, in my opinion, is is long term. It's a long term benefit, mm-hmm. um, and that you 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 don't want to just come to a surface level understanding of the mind. You want to actually go deep into into the the minutia of the mind to be able to to understand what what is causing you suffering, mm-hmm. what is causing you pain, what is what what is the root cause of all that stuff. Um, you know, generally speaking, when the mind is focused on a certain task, for instance, a lot of, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, you know, when I run, I go running. That's, mm-hmm. that's like my meditation because my mind slows down and I can just run. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's great. Again, that's, that's like a helpful thing if you're running um, mm-hmm. and you like to run. But like, is that, is that, you know, meditation necessarily? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that, you know, when basically the, the, the thing you want to do with meditation is still the body so that you mm-hmm. can still the mind. Because if you still the body and the body's not moving, then the mind is going to go a million miles a minute. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have anything to um, placate the mind with some kind of distraction, like, you mm-hmm. know, a deep kind of a work situation where you're in a flow state, mm-hmm. um, if you're not distracting your mind in that way, your mind is going to go crazy. And so being able to look at that crazy state of the mind and mm-hmm. being able to sit with it and just and just be there with it and to examine it and to say what what mm-hmm. is the quality of these thoughts? Why are these thoughts here? What is the what is making the the current move? Mm-hmm. So it's not just it's not just saying okay, well the 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 waves on the on the on the surface of the ocean are calm. We're going into the current and we're saying why is this current moving? What is what is mm-hmm. making the current of the ocean moving? So it doesn't really matter what's happening on the surface because we're not dealing with the surface. We're dealing with mm-hmm. the the stuff underneath the surface. That's that's what I would consider meditation, the the primary aim of meditation to be. So mm-hmm. it's not that you, you know, it's not that there aren't benefits to mm-hmm. having a, a stable surface level practice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether that's working a lot or running or, you know. I would even I would even put yoga into that asana yoga, mm-hmm. um, modern postural yoga. I would put that into that category of you're 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 stilling the surface level of the mind. But meditation is is meant to go deep into it and to massage all the little the little thoughts that are that are causing mm-hmm. you suffering, and then to watch those thoughts as they arise, or or to to 
figure out how to work with those thoughts or to, to figure out how to bring those thoughts into a, a state of existence that isn't so, mm, isn't so, isn't so filled with suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, understanding what, what the reality of life actually is, mm-hmm. you know, understanding that deep sense of meaning and sense of purpose and sense of reality, understanding that deep sense of reality. I would, I would say that that's, uh, what meditation as I understand it, the ultimate aim is. Got it. So any final, um, kind of suggestions for those people who are looking to get into just spiritual sort of things? Uh, well, spirituality in general, I mean, if you, if you're just, uh, you know, step one is meditate. I, I would always say step one is meditate. Um, step two, I'd say journal. Journaling mm-hmm. is a great practice. Um, you know, I, I would also say that looking at comparative religions is a, mm-hmm. is a helpful practice. You know, mm-hmm. whatever religion you grew up in mm-hmm. um, is, is valid. You know, mm-hmm. there are there are validities to any kind of a religious practice. Mm-hmm. Um, religion in general is just a framework of understanding a, a deeper spiritual reality. So whatever mm-hmm. that framework is that you resonate with, whether that's Christianity, mm-hmm. Judaism, Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, Taoism, doesn't matter. You know, whatever that spiritual framework is. Um, and so if you if you haven't been born into one, um, you know, being able to examine uh, mm-hmm. different uh, spiritual frameworks is a is a really helpful thing. Mm-hmm. I would I would argue that you know I would caution that when you're doing that to have an understanding that the dogma of whatever the dogma mm-hmm. is uh, is not you know an ultimate truth. It's it's more just the 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 signpost that leads you into an inner experience that you can call your sense of spirituality Mm -hmm. um you know understanding a lot of spiritual seekers myself included come to spirituality with a sense of anxiety you know there's Mm -hmm. there's something that's wrong and it just feels wrong and i don't know what that feeling is but exploring that you know understanding that this is there's a path that it's leading you down you know that that wrong feeling or that bad feeling or that anxiety there's some wisdom there and it's just asking yourself, what is the wisdom? What is, mm-hmm. what is this feeling trying to tell me? How is this mm-hmm. feeling trying to express itself? Like, what are, what are these, these things that I'm experiencing? It's just, you know, and that's why I say journaling is really helpful. Uh, journaling mm-hmm. is, is a great way to get the thoughts out onto a, into a, you know, a non judgmental space. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as as is meditation mm-hmm. um and it's it's just a it's it's a lifelong journey of exploration you know as as you you tap more into the sense of what how your mind and body function and then mm-hmm. you tap into the relationship between the mind and the body and then you mm-hmm. can see okay well there's there's clearly an energetic system within the body mm-hmm. and within the mind what is that energetic system like what is that what is that why is that there you know, what does it feel like to have energy in my body? Like, what is that? What is that? 
Um, and then just going into it, going as deep mm -hmm. as you can into it, just diving deep into the sensations of the body, diving deep into the sensations of the mind, mm -hmm. diving deep into, into any of the, any of the feeling states that you're experiencing, mm -hmm. just, just feel, feel is the, is the, is the trick. You know, that's, that's what intuition is, is feeling, uh, not mm -hmm. emotion necessarily, but feeling, feeling, feeling the way that the feel, the body feels, feeling the way that the mind feels. And then that'll, that'll sort of open up the spiritual world. Mm -hmm. Got it. So meditation and journaling is what suggested for new people. Uh, those shop. are, those are two, those are two great places to start. Mm -hmm. um, Got it. Yeah. Meditation, meditation in general is, is going to be the, the way that you're able to feel into your experience. So mm -hmm. that, that feeling and then that expression of that feeling is a way that you're going to be able to continue the momentum of, of feeling your experience and then expressing your experience in a way that feels personally resonant. Mm -hmm. Got it. So Eric, I will, first of all, I want to thank you very much for taking your time, uh, being on the show and to our listeners, Eric's, um, uh, books Amazon link will be in the episode description so just go there and um, there is a, a Kindle as well as hardcover I believe so whichever is suitable to you just go for it and um, hopefully you know you can reach Eric if you have any questions or doubts or just want to have a chat with him um, so if possible Eric's um, social media also will be in the link so Eric, thank you very much, first of all, for making your time and, you know, coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you, Ganesh, for having me. It was great. Great talking with you. Um, thank you very much. And guys, this is the end of the episode. And until next time, take care.